this is Cynthia from Arizona filling in for Mike. This is Ross. And this is Matt filling in for Matt. Uh, <laughs> and you're listening to the Empty Spiral podcast. This is episode 59 of the Empty Spiral podcast, in fact. Uh, we are recording this one since we kind of got into the habit last week of saying when we were recording it. We're recording it on um, the 28th of March, which is a few days before Broken Crown Halo is released. Although from the looks of Facebook at the moment, I think the release schedule is kind of, ah, what the hell, just give them their shit anyway. Send, <laughs> send that album out the door and give it to people because they're all screaming for it, which is a great thing, by the way. Oh, yeah. absolutely. That's brilliant. Yeah, so um, we've got Cynthia with us today. Hello, Cynthia. How are you? Doing very well. Very well. Nice to talk to you guys again since the last time I was out there. I know. You came over to see us in Glasgow, didn't you? And we, we yeah. did a bit of a thing. Yeah, for the uh, the little mini UK tour, and it was uh, quite the experience. <laughs> I like the way it was you... Halloween in Scotland. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like the way you kind of you paused the way it was quite the experience. <laughs> dun dun dun. I must choose my words carefully. You're speaking to us from Arizona today. Whereabouts in Arizona are you? Uh, I live in Mesa, so it's about thirty minutes south of Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just like a well, it used to be a little Mormon town with a lot of old people, but then now it's starting to grow. So uh, yeah, it's it's I think like the third largest city in Arizona. So we're getting up there. Ah, oh, cool. You say yeah. all, all the old people died off, and then they imported. Some <laughs> yeah, <in> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we you, youngins are getting older. And you saw Lacuna Coil last week, didn't you? I did. I did. I saw them twice. Uh, the two last shows of the Revolver Hottest Chicks in Hard rock yeah that was it it's a very long title it's but yeah they uh title. they weren't there or let's see they were direct support and uh it was a good really good show it was nice to hear some of the new songs on stage really good energy excellent excellent well yeah. we're gonna come and talk a little bit more about you in a little while uh before i do that i better ask russ how are you russ me i am good um i am slightly jealous of cynthia with the the weather in arizona that we were discussing before we sort of sat down to record this and um, as i say whenever she uh, wishes to come back and explore the uh, the land of the rain the cloud and the cold she's welcome to join us anytime yeah just bring a boat because you might <laughs> you might need one a bigger boat yeah a bigger boat because it's been quite moist here recently uh, although it's got better um <laughs> but you, you yeah, have that's yeah. one thing the british they always use the word moist for the weather and it always cracks me up i only use it because it makes me laugh as well <laughs> yeah I mean, it's like a cake is moist and other things can be moist but weather yeah <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it's moist mm, <laughs> moist <laughs> Sorry, anyway, yes. Um, yes, we digress. Can, we can probably tell we're in quite a good mood today. Uh, quite excited about, you know, stuff going on and all that. Uh, anyway, I was supposed to be to talk about the news. So what have we been up to this week? Um, the drip feed of tour dates has continued to be drip fed to me in a particularly moist way. Uh, it, it seems to me at the moment, every time I'm about to go to bed, I get a few more tour dates to put on Empty Spiral. I think it's some kind of challenge to see whether I'll get it before I go to bed. It's like they're forcing me to stay up later every night just to see if I get a few more dates coming out. So there's a few more now. It's this seems to be growing actually, and all over the place. It's. I think that we what we need to do is we need to draw a map of where Lacuna Coil are doing going on this tour, like through the hottest chicks in Hard Rock, and then their own headlining tour. And it might be just kind of a zigzag of series of lines across the US, joining city. I reckon they may be trying to draw a big picture or something. Now I am babbling. 
She's what you need to well, no, is it, Yeah, I mean, I noticed looking at the tour, there's doing a lot of backtracking, like even on the, this uh, headlining tour. I noticed like they were in New Mexico a couple days ago, I think, or yesterday. Mm-hmm. And now they're back up north in Colorado and then they're going to go back to New Mexico. I mean, it's just all over the place, it seems. Mm. It's just boom, 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 zigzagging all everywhere. It's crazy. Yeah. In other news, Sam, we've got the release party in LA at the Roxy Theater on Tuesday, which is free. You just got to buy a copy of the album and you get in. They said the first 500 people get in for free if they buy the album. I saw that in the detail. But I don't know how big the Roxy Theatre is, so maybe it's a 500 capacity. I'm not sure, but I wish I could be there. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. You're not heading out to LA again for that one, are you, Cynthia? No. uh, Unfortunately, it's right in the middle. So there's a show in Arizona, then they go back for the uh, release party, and then they come back to Arizona. So I get to uh, hear the before and after, I'm sure. Oh, so you're going to see them another two more times then in Arizona? Yeah, uh, they'll be here on Sunday, so in a few couple days. And then they'll go back to L.A. Uh, for the release party, and then they'll be back in Arizona on Wednesday. Ah, that's kind of cool. So, yeah. So you're, you're ODing on Lacuna Coil at the moment? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a real, it's a lot of just a saturated tour for me right now. I'm just kind of catching up on lost time, I guess. Yeah, well, it had been a while, so good luck to you, is what I say. So four, four, what, four shows in... In two, three weeks? Yeah, about two weeks. Mm, excellent. Excellent. That's uh, almost up there with our um, little road trip last year. Hopefully. Yeah, exactly. Well, and this is my first time seeing them with Ryan on drums, so. Yeah, he's a good drummer, isn't he? We like Oh, we yeah. Like Ryan, uh, again, yeah. a great, really great energy. Yeah, absolutely. Hair, hair flying all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I know exactly what that's like. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> i can never keep mine straight after it's been raining. Anyway, so... <laughs> Oh, it does dear. take a while to wash your hair. It does. Yes, it does. It takes even longer to dry it. Right, anyway, what else have you been up to? So, I was talking about Empty Spiral for a moment then. So, this week I, I published my review of Broken Crown Halo. Uh, I got got to listen to the album a little while ago now. Um, put down a few notes and I put them in a hopefully digestible format. Um, I don't know if this is really the right time to, to go into a full review of the album. I'm sure we'll be doing that formally on the podcast uh, but if you want to check out the review, you'll you'll certainly get my thoughts on on what I think is their darkest and heaviest album for a very very long time, um, and I I hope that everybody that listens to the album enjoys it half as much as I did. Uh, I think it's a, a quality album, and and um, yeah, uh, as I say, well, I'm sure we'll get around to giving it a formal review. We may even talk about it in greater length once it's released next week. Uh, also, in preparation for Broken Crown Halo, I am in the process today of giving empty spiral a bit of a graphical facelift Ooh, Ooh, yeah so um hopefully by the time this goes live you'll see some a few funky new graphics on the home page and uh, it won't be something completely different it's not like i'm starting again from scratch but it certainly might remind you a little bit more of uh, broken ground halo and uh, yeah hopefully you'll you'll like what i've done with the page so i thought i'd mention that the bootleg vinyl then in the u.s is a uh, certainly created a lot of a lot of excitement limited to 500 copies uh it's the record store company so they're they're only distributing them through actual record, yeah, it's like themselves, record store day yeah that's right yeah yeah uh so lots of lucky people have managed to pick up copies of this thing uh it seems like a lot of they've mostly been released in kind of like the bigger cities. so i know chicago got a lot la new york and then the, and then the rest are kind of just scattered i think so uh, if you're in one of those three cities, then you definitely had the advantage for sure. Yeah, totally. And of course, they're only really it's only really available in the US as well. So us poor 
blighty people. We're just going to sit here in the rain and cry <laughs> into our <laughs> into our cups of tea. <laughs> and our Burger King crowns. And our, um, our paper mache crowns because of the amount of rain we get. And miss out on this, what sounds, well, it looks like a really, really cool thing. Uh, I know that so Laura got a copy. Did you get a, a copy, Cynthia? Um, I went through my record store kind of little hookup on in the place I usually buy records. And it's he's still waiting for it. So I'm a little worried that if it's not here by now, he probably just missed out on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I'm it's... One of those things, I'd love to have it, but if not, you know, there's plenty of other editions to buy, so... That's a fair comment, yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> Me, I've got a kind of an acquisition disorder when it comes to Lacuna Coal, so I'm kind of chomping up the bit of the opportunity to, to get one, so I, I've sent a help me call out across, <laughs> yeah. across the virtual social landscape in a, in a hope that someone manages to find both a copy for themselves and for me. Uh, I'll just keep my fingers crossed. I don't really want to do the eBay thing, but I might have to. Yeah. I know it's already on eBay, but yeah, I just, mm, I'd rather kind of, uh, I don't know, get on direct as it were, and so someone to pick me up, uh, you know, a copy out from the US. But there we go. But yeah, it looks, it looks, it certainly looks like something worth having, doesn't it? Like kind of a, a, a bootleg kind of style. I bet you're up for getting one, aren't you, Russ? You like me, your vinyls? I'm, I'm... I'm definitely up for one. I'm a big fan of vinyl. And as you said, you know, it's got that nice little bit of alternative artwork. It's, you know, hand numbered, limited, as you say, to 500 copies. So, you know, it's definitely uh, a collector's item that's worth having for your Lacuna Core collector's shelf for sure. Definitely. Definitely. probably noticed mike isn't with us today and, and Cynthia, as you said right at the beginning you are kind of standing in for mike so i thought what we would do is we'd have a bit of a chat with you i mean we both russ and i both know you personally of course you're our um arizona remote correspondent it's fair to say but um i guess not everybody does know you so maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself uh let's uh let's fire off with how did you first get into lacuna coil I got a CD that a friend had burned for me because I wasn't really into metal uh, back when I was in high school. So this is probably about 2000, 2001. And, uh, well, I got the CD in 2001, and it was just kind of a mix of different metal bands. And they just didn't tell me who was on the CD itself. It was just literally like, here's the CD, blank, you know, as far as titles of songs or whatever. So that's when I technically first heard them. But even then, I didn't really kind of catch on to the whole Lacuna Coil band following until a couple years later in 2000, let's see, 2003 is when I first saw them. And uh, this was right before OzFest, but right after Comalize. So it's kind of in the middle, you know, of that right before they, you know, kind of broke through in the U.S. And um, yeah, I mean, the first show that I remember being like the show for me that kind of started it all was the POD tour in 2004. And uh, after that, sh after that show that night is when I actually joined Empty Spiral. So it just oh, really? kind of oh, all, cool. yeah. So it all happened like just in that one night. It just kind of hit me, and I was like, oh, I gotta you know check out this band, and 
you know, and, and just from there, it's just kind of snowballed into this huge thing in my life. So how many times have you seen them now off the top of your head? Do you think in the decade that I've really been following, I'd say maybe mid thirties to 40 shows. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I, I've definitely, I've never traveled for music before. And this is the one band that kind of got me into like following them on the road and, uh, a lot of adventures and, and new experiences kind of, you know, resulted from all the all the time on the road. And hopefully made quite a few new friends as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, you figure back in 2004, this is kind of before Facebook and during uh, MySpace. So for me, Empty Spiral was my social networking. Yeah. Just, you know, that, that was my outlet. And I mean, I've met, I mean, probably the majority of the friends that I still have today are, you know, from Empty Spiral both locally and and globally so that's really cool it's really it's lovely to hear that you know coming from from a fellow fan that uh the lacuna core and empty spiral has brought you you know brought people together and that's uh that's a great thing to hear do you have a, a favorite show over over those years yeah you know, there have been so many but i would say now that i'm kind of older and able to like appreciate the experiences more just by not getting so completely drunk that I can actually remember things. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I would say, I mean, the the UK when I was just there was a really good string of shows because the last time I was there it was just like for download and then the one-off show. So it was just kind of like go there, see them, and then continue the trip. Mm-hmm. But to actually be like follow the tour in the UK was, I mean, was an amazing, amazing thing to like, you know, drive through the English hillside and, and see – you know, all that they had to offer there was, was really cool. Lots of sandwiches and cups of tea. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we got to see Birmingham. Yes. Although a, a, a close runner-up would be the uh, the one-off show at the Barfly, just because, I mean, I was so jet-lagged and a lot happened that night. <laughs> I remember that and, show very well. <laughs> yeah, it was the first time that I actually met you, Matt. And Yeah, you, uh, I, first time I met you, you were asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's very in, in a on a bar stool. Or, yes. Uh, or, yeah. Uh, yeah. And and Marco was sticking things in your ear and <laughs> yeah. And, and I just and so waking that. up and and just kind of like oh hey Matt and then <laughs> just give me ten more minutes I'll be good ten more minutes. That was a really good show really intimate as well. Oh right? yeah it was it was a really like I said new experiences new adventures every time. Well, it took you a long time to come back and see us though in the UK though. It did yeah I I just kind of you know fell off the radar for a little bit um and then finally got back to it so um, well, i'm glad to be back and, and kind of you know on the right path so to speak good well we're glad you're back on the radar and we look forward to uh press ganging you and bringing you over here again for another round of shows and tours hopefully. oh absolutely i cannot wait in amongst all of these years that you've been a fan do you have a favorite song for me the first song that i actually heard from them because you know whenever you have the first they kind of stick with you a little more yeah of course and so for me, the first song that I heard, which was on this uh, mix CD, was Falling Again. And so for me, it was just a, a really good kind of, you know, I love, you know, the kind of slow ballads and, and whatnot. So that was the first song that I heard that I, you know, kind of hung on to. And then when I saw them live for the first time, it's when they were opening with Swamped. Mm-hmm. So for me, those kind of stick out as just, you know, in, as a memory for like the nostalgia. I'm actually surprised when you say that uh, you this mix CD and it had Falling Again on it. <laughs> it was a. I'd be interested to know if you can remember what other songs are on this mix CD. Cause it's... Oh, geez. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was like, you know, 
there's some really old like Nightwish songs were on there. I think it was like a, a female based like the majority of the songs on there were like female metal that my friend was like, you need to, you know, listen because I was not listening to good music at all. And um, they had, uh, I think, Theater of Tragedy was on there. Like a lot of kind of, you know, doomy type of stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. Obviously, over the to- over the years, you've seen them 30 times. You must have met up with the band. Do you remember the first time you met them? Yeah, uh, it was actually that the show um, it was June 19th. So that was the same night that I had joined Empty Spiral. And um, that was the first time that, you know, kind of met after the show, had a couple of drinks at the bar and kind of did the whole introduction thing. And so it was when they came through a couple months later when I was surprised that they actually remembered me, you know, because, you know, I was probably, you know, what, 19, 20 years old. And so only meeting them once and then having that recognition kind of was like a good feeling like, oh, wow, like this band that I love, you know, recognizes me. And I remember we got there, my friends and I got the to the venue early and their bus driver was having some kind of trouble, you know, with some part on underneath the bus. And we just kind of went over and, oh, hey, can we help? And like their bus almost cut me in half, essentially. And I was like, oh, that's a great, great start. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I remember I had made these shirts um, just with like iron on letters because I remember them talking about, you know, always having to do laundry and stuff. And so I like I, it was just, I don't know, just a, a random little gift. And so I, I saw a pizza kind of walking. I was like, oh, here, you know, I got these for you in the band. And they went off to do soundcheck. And then that night when they, you know, kind of went out to meet everyone, they were, you know, Christina and Andy and everything was wearing the shirt. And I was like, God, this is so cool. That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> back when I was oh so young, it was it was really cool. And I actually, I mean, I still have the pictures from the first, you know, time meeting them and, and to see the, the changes through the years of, of just, you know, how everyone has changed and grown and, and whatnot. It's It's just a really cool thing to be able to say I have in my life, you know. Hmm. No, I can, I can totally understand and appreciate that. So I remember um, th- this uh, this episode of the podcast. We we're actually reviewing Closer, and I remember a certain video for Closer. <laughs> um, and I, I'm not talking about the video that with Christina driving along in a car and the guys all looking like they're out of Pulp Fiction with a suitcase. I'm talking about another video that I I remember and uh, I I still considered to be one of the best lacuna core videos ever made um <laughs> and i believe that you had something to do with that video could you sort of tell us about the closer video that uh, that you pulled together <laughs> yeah i um <laughs> it was it was really just something that right time right place for me i was you know wasting time on youtube just kind of got stuck in this like youtube vortex where it's like go to this video go to that video and it was God, I looked. It was. It's been seven years since I, I, I put that video out, and um, still a classic. The original, yeah. The, <laughs> the original video had some other metal song that went to it, and it was just kind of like during that time. It's like you know, funny wedding dancer dances to Cannibal Corpse or whatever. And so the video itself, I didn't even know what the original song was. I just heard that there was this metal. I was like, oh, that's a good idea. And then I just kind of went down the line for different Lacuna Coil songs, just trying to sync it up. And uh, it was almost very, it was very closely going to be fragments of faith dance, mm-hmm. but uh, it just it just wasn't fitting. And then you know, closer definitely has a different sound. That was the first for me. It was like super like more poppy, yes, and kind of upbeat. You know, even just musically, and everything just fit really well. I mean, the the guy in the video like tapping his foot and cadence, and the drummer and the dancers. I mean, it just it it just had to happen. It was just a, a 
I don't know what happened. It was just the stars were aligned or something, and it just worked out brilliantly. Oh, it makes me laugh out loud every time I see that video. And of course, it it, it led on to the creation of the formal closer guard, closer dance. Yes, which, which I have still not seen. I that I. Oh, I, I tried to get people to do it here and it just wasn't the same thing. And it's no, just maybe a... it's it's one of those things. It was a moment in time, you know, back right. in 2006 with or, oh, was it 2007 that you must be in 2000, like 2006, 2007 when you released the video, I guess. Well, it was in it was in October of 2006. Right. OK, so I think it was in in that year, certainly in that month that they were toured in the UK and it was just everyone wanted to do it you know all the, all the people from empty spiral we kind of got together we made a point of getting to the front and we just started doing this closer dance with them kind of running their fingers over their eyes and <laughs> looking from left to right and i mean it wasn't a perfect rendition of the the video that you you pulled together i mean what possibly could be that's a, a unique yeah. piece of art um but it, <laughs> it was our attempt to do something inspired and possibly even a tribute to it and of course the best part of it was that um, the band saw us doing it and on more than one occasion where they could because obviously they're playing music and performing without breaking a stride kind of joined us momentarily in the closer dance yeah especially marco he'd do the up fingers across the eyes and uh i think my favorite part was the first time we did it and i, th I think christina might have stumbled because she was singing and <laughs> laughing at the same time and the, uh, the consummate professional that she always is when it when she's on stage she i'm not sure many people noticed but it was quite funny because we could see that she was absolutely you know really laughing really finding it funny what we were doing and we did it for for quite some time you know it was certainly every time closer came on it was get out of the way get out of the way we've got to do the closer dance <laughs> <laughs> and i do wonder if they kept it on the set list a little bit longer in the hope that we would continue to do it and i really hope they bring it back just so that we can all have a a, a closer dance reunion I would love to, like I said, to even just to see it. I mean, it, it was just, I always heard about it, you know, and read about it on, on the forums. And it was just like, oh, I wish I could have seen it. <laughs> that was the thing, because it, it, back in those days, no one really had any video cameras, you know. We're going back s seven years now. So it was just, there was, there, you know, people didn't have video cameras on their phones. So there, there wasn't the kind of the YouTube stuff that you got from live shows that you get. Otherwise, I'm sure we would have done something. But yeah, maybe we should just do our own closer video with actual, you know, people from empty spiral one day. That'd be kind of cool. That would be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> like a little anniversary video. Yeah. We're going to get together and prance around and someone can tap on a keyboard in a kind of, a, and, and bop around a little bit. That might be a lot of fun. <laughs> we can put that one on YouTube and go, here we go. It's the official empty spiral closer dance. So I've got one more question for you, Cynthia. And there's a question that I ask everybody that comes on the podcast. Uh, you probably guess what the question is already. So what does what does being a Lacuna Core fan mean to you? I knew this question was coming. And so <laughs> I knew you knew that this question was coming. And, no, and so and I've, I've been working on my podcast voice, which I actually forgot that I've been working on it until just now. I was like, oh, I should practice my, you know, actually use the voice I've been practicing with instead of just talking in my normal voice. There's a podcast voice? No one told me. <laughs> <laughs> Russ, what is this podcast voice that people have? This, this podcast voice, I don't know. I thought it's where we just tried to sound marginally professional well, we gonna, fail every week but we, we've got sober. to try sober <laughs> I, I just tried to sound coherent let alone anything else I, yeah, I, so I, you guys have the accent so that to me to my american ears it kind of makes up for everything because you could just 
talk however, and you're just like, oh, there's an accent, okay. Okay, well, you got an accent. You got an American accent. If you, you say so. Oh, what was that? Was that your podcast voice? <laughs> just talk like that the entire time. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yes, you've been practicing so yes, your podcast. So I knew this question was coming up, and I think it's a brilliant question because it, it really kind of, you know, just covers out every base. And um, I wanted to try to, I was, I've been trying to think of something to say that would be, you know, kind of different and unique and new, but I mean, everyone has said it before and it's because it is the truth is that it is a family in the most, just like any sense of the word family, that's what it is. I mean, I mentioned before how many people I've met, you know, both here in Arizona and even in the, in the U S and globally, just all around the world. And so I mean, you have that aspect, you have, you know, we've been through a lot as a community, you know, where we've lost some coilers and gained new ones. And even though you don't personally meet someone, when you hear about like tragedies and stuff like that, you, there was a really good kind of nucleus of support and concern and things like that. And I mean, for me, I mean, it's also kind of branched out, you know, without Lacuna Coil, I mean, ironically enough, it was five years ago today that they gave me my first opportunity to do photography for them at live shows. And so that just kind of went on its own course. So, I mean, had I not had that great opportunity on the tour that they were doing, I mean, it was with Disturbed. So there's like these big bands playing. And so it's given, you know, my life that kind of, you know, focus and direction. So, I mean, and there's just every, anywhere I go, I mean, I'm, I can meet someone that I've met through Empty Spiral. Or, and even if I haven't met them through Empty Spiral, I mean, even if I'm just walking around and I see someone wearing a Lacuna Coil shirt, whether it's at a show or the mall or wherever, there's like this kind of general understanding of, okay, I, I kind of know how who you are as a person because you have that thing in common with me. So, And that's, that's actually something that, I mean, we, I've talked in the past about Lacuna Coil fans and, you know, there's a science behind groups of people. But I think you've hit the nail on the head there when it comes to fans you, you can be a complete stranger not know someone but knowing they're a lacuna core fan really kind of you know it seals a bond straight away and it's irrespective of other things that happen in my life and other groups of people i meet i don't have that kind of bond with those other people but i do with lacuna core fans there is just something so close about that family as you say it just brings us closer but Oh, damn. <laughs> See, I couldn't get away with that joke with any other kind of people except people that listen to Lacuna Coil. Indeed, indeed. There we go. I think we, we've just encapsulated the entire interview in one pun there. All right, well, um, are you going to stay with us and help us review closer? Are you? Yeah, I've, I've uh, not really given, given the song a good listen in a long time, so it'll be good to kind of... Get back to it. That's okay. We're just going to make you go first. That's fine. Perfect. <laughs> right. Well, anyway. See, look at the love between us. <laughs> I know. See, so we, much love. It's just banter. It's like throw your arms around the world. That's what it is. I love it. <laughs> right. Well, I'm sure I'll be thanking you later, but thank you so much for joining us and uh, uh, being having questions fired at you and, you know, just joining us on the podcast. And it's, it's been great to hear from you. And I'm really yeah, glad you were able to me. catch up with us today. I really appreciate it. So thank you very much, Cynthia. You're very welcome. And thank you for having me.
Before we review closer later on in the podcast, of course, we've got the final part of the interview I did with Andrea. This is when he was in London about three, four weeks ago now. Uh, it's all about Broken Crown Halo, and this is the final part. which springs out from the album is Cybersea which is a personal favourite I think it's an awesome song Yep. and uh, I certainly hope to see it outside of the album as well I'd love to see it as a single it, it's it's clearly been written in the style of a movie soundtrack as yeah. you mentioned in the previous interview yeah a lot of the songs actually have been cinematically written because Marco has been writing a lot with the TV with the yeah. volume off and, and really playing a live soundtrack to the music inspired by action movies, horror movies, and all that kind of, especially in the Cyberslip we also decided to give, um, in the lyrics, give an approach which is inspired by the movie um, Inception mm-hmm. by uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio and the fact that we create these multi-levels which are representing also the, the internet, the, 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 the fact that people have the more lives in other layers than in the real one, you know, mm. actually more important than the one they have. And they rather live in that virtual world instead of the, the day-to-day problem. You know, sometimes some people, it's more of a bad thing if you unfriends them from Facebook than if you don't say hello in real life. You yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. It's become weird. You know? Some people prefer to live in that dimension instead of having to face the, the, the in-person problems. Mm, you know? mm. So that's a song we have used that approach because he was talking about that. You know? No, and that's, I think, again, it's another very relevant message. And, and, and those are just two examples of, of songs on the album but all of them have this feeling of being very relevant to who we are today and I think that's so strong throughout that, again not going back to the fact that it's not a concept album but it's, it's got a very strong theme which runs throughout, throughout the whole thing yeah. graphically I love the imagery on the album the, the crown and, and well the crown yeah. <laughs> whatever that thing where did that come from? that's uh, Marcus drawing originally and there are two crowns, mm-hmm. a queen and a king, the one on the bottom. They are like uh, like a specular, you say, like mm-hmm. a mirror effect. And uh, the, the one on top is the queen crown, and the one on the bottom is a male king crown. But it's oh, so just... So we could turn the album upside down, could we? Just yeah, but, but the, the result is more like an object. It, it seems like a, a torture, like a medieval torture mm. hat or something like that. And we really like it. As, as a symbol and, and then we the, the one of the graphic designers at Century Media tried to release it in 3Ds you know, and we say okay we try and he show us some other works he did on other stuff and he did actually a really good job in making it a real object that mm-hmm. doesn't exist in reality and, and we really love the way it's so symbolic in many things and it looks almost like a face like a big skull with a hat mm-hmm. It's it's a strong imaginary that has different meanings, so we really like it. It really portrays well the album, I think. Mm, I very much agree with you. Uh, I'd love to see one a big one on stage. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe we'll try to release it, like to. 
to make it happen in real life. <laughs> that would be amazing. But it's, it's certainly, I mean, I look graphically at all your albums, and they're all very, very different. With Dark Adrenaline, we had the Dark Adrenaline itself, we had the, the Diamonds, Grenade, and Shallow Life, and then we had the, the Face, or the Lack Thereof, yeah. on Karma Code. They've all have very different imagery, and, it, and both graphically and lyrically and musically, you change every time. Um, how would you describe this album to someone that is familiar with your music but wants to know what the album is like before they buy it? Maybe they're familiar with another one of their one of your songs. Now, how would you? Because it's it is not so different, but it is a different album. What would you do to? Probably, I think the albums are probably kind of fitting the the time frame where they are released. You know, so this album is working now. And it will still work because I think there are strong melodies even in 10 years. But obviously, it's quite in the reality of this year, you know, mm -hmm. the year when it's been released. And it'd be cool. It's a cool. I think it's a cool uh, portrait of all the capabilities of the bands. You know, it features a lot of the different vocal styles and different melody, different type of songs. So it's a good portrait to have a, a wide picture, a wider picture of the band. But then it's always uh, a lot of people get attached to albums because they represent something special in their life at the moment when they listen to them. Like Comalize has been very successful because it was a good album with good songs, but also because it was something fresh at the time. Mm. It was the first big record that introduced the band to a lot of people. So they get very attached to that album, not only because of the songs, but also because for them it represents that moment of their life. Mm. You know, and and I think. It's always every band has that kind of record that break them, break through the name, that make the name more popular, and that people will always be specially attached to that mm. album, even if they do a bigger one or a smaller one. But they still will always love that, like Master of Puppet from Metallica or Raining Blood from Slayer. You know those albums that will always be the the one that represents the band for the yeah, people. It depends when you discover the band. You know, like a new fans come to me and say, I. I rediscover you with Shallow Life, so for me Shallow Life is the best album, even if he likes Comalas, but maybe he likes better Shallow Life. Mm. And somebody that discovered the band previously maybe doesn't agree with that, because they, for them the classic Lacuna Coil album is Comalas, or is Darker Drowning for newer one. So it's really very depending on the person, you know, mm. and on the time frame. It's become a bit of a cliche for me, but I've said it many times that I feel there's a there's a lacuna core song for everybody out there because your music is so diverse. What do you think about that statement? What about? There, there's a there's a lacuna core song out yeah, there. Yeah, which song? For everybody. No, there is. Oh, are you asking me? Okay. Yeah, because your music is so diverse, everybody can find a lacuna core song that they will like because yeah, yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. slow, you've got fast. Um, is that, is that something you do intentionally or is it just because you like being so diverse in music? Yeah, I think it's the characteristic of the bands, you know, the way we write music, the fact that we have two singers, so we are able, we took very different voices, so we are able to cover a lot of different aspects and also is one of the reasons why we've been able to tour with bands like Dimo Borgir as well as POD as well as Paradise Lost or uh, Seven Dust, like very diff diverse kind of music. Mm -hmm rock music and, and also why we play the Gothic Treffen Festival in Germany as well as the Metal Hammer Super Conservative Metal Festival or the Odds Fest or the Radio Festival like Welcome to Rockville with all Cedar and all radio bands because we have quite a, a range of sounds of possibilities 
and it's because we like the, our European roots. We like to use violins and classic instrument in our music, as well as have a stronger groove from the bass or from the kick drums and rhythmical vocals, as well as very open high notes, more mm. melancholic parts. So we are exactly sounding like what we are as people, as musicians. We like American metal as well as European metal. So we are exactly in between the two things. You know? Do you have any favorite songs on the album? No, I like, overall, I, I always like the heaviest song usually because it's to play live or funnier. Or, but overall, I think it's a pretty good album with good balance of different moods. So I like zombies, I like nothing stands in our way or die and rise, but also the slower ones like uh, One Cold Day, I like uh, um, um, Victims or uh, I Burden You. I like a lot of songs in this world. Are there any ones you've been really looking forward to playing live? Like, can't wait to get them on stage. Uh, I think first of all will be the, the heaviest one, like probably nothing stands in our way or die and rise but then you know when you play live the songs they they take their own special meaning yeah and a song that you might think is not gonna work live then maybe it turns out to be one of the favorite actually i said in my last interview that you still need to give a bit of love to dark adrenaline now because there's still some songs that you're not yeah are you gonna do that i mean are we gonna see more dark adrenaline yeah i think we'll time? try to play at least a couple of the ones we never played from that album as well. Okay, cool. Don't know exactly when, maybe not immediately, but we will. Any plans for any videos for the songs? Yeah, there, there will be a video for I Forgive, the first single. Uh, I Forgive, but I won't forget your name. And probably other videos for uh, Die and Rise, maybe a lyrics video. We don't know yet if it's going to be, because some that depends also on the market, you know, like in Europe, the single gets more video play because there are still stations that play videos, while in America, for example, there's nothing like that. It's only YouTube and all the, the, the musical TV and now reality shows or stuff like that. So there's not big deal about videos in America anymore. It's more of a European thing. So maybe we'll do that. Okay. The album comes out March 31st in Europe mm -hmm. and April 1st in America. Yeah. So, you're up to that point in time. You're you'll be touring with the hottest chicks. Mm -hmm. Is it hottest chicks? Yeah, hottest, hottest chicks. chicks in hard rock. Yeah, <laughs> hard rock. That's the uh, used to be metal <laughs> <laughs> in the US. Yeah. Are you gonna be doing some sneak peeks? Are you taking any songs over to play during that tour? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we will play at least one, maybe two of the new ones on that tour. And after the tour's done and the album's out, what's next for Lacuna Call? I believe we're gonna finish that tour and maybe do another one in the States as well. So keep going till May because we have some festivals to play in the States as well. So we'll be in between some headline shows and festivals, I believe, maybe. And, and then probably come to Europe for festivals and then Europe again in it's as usual, there will be either a support or a headline tour in Europe for October, November. There we go, that's what I needed to hear. You're going to come, uh, come to my hometown. Excellent. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining us today on, on the Empty Spiral podcast. Thank you, and guys. Speak as to usual. You very soon. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Ciao, ciao.
I just want to send out a thank you once again to Andrea for agreeing to do the interview and answering so honestly about Broken Crown Halo. Uh, as I said earlier, I think it's a great album. Uh, my review reflects that. And it was really good to get an insight into what they put into the album and uh, what the album means to Andrea in particular. So I really hope you enjoy the, in the interview. Thank you. us on to our review today which is closer taken from lacuna core's album karma code whose turn is it to go first i think it's you oh fuck is it there oh, you are all right okay yeah, yeah i know i was i do you know what so i uh, i've been listening to closer a lot this week and because i knew this was going to be a real challenge for me to, because it's just it's like it's like unique this song it's just so different from anything else and that lacuna core have done or certainly had done up to this point i felt i really struggled to kind of put my words down as to what i thought about it so this is going to sound a bit rambling and i mean more rambling than normal for me so you know hold on to your hats folks but i'll try to kind of summarize what i think of closer i, I really like the opening keyboard and then the guitars kicking in uh that happens on the album track i don't know if we're going to talk too much about the other versions but on the radio track you don't get that initial kind of opening keyboard it just goes straight into the the guitars but we're talking about the album track. I really like the opening. It's a real bounce to it. And Cynthia, you mentioned it earlier about this being kind of a poppy song. And it, I don't even know how, what music this is. It's just eclectic. There's there's pop. There's rock. There's a bit of metal. There's a there's a bit of dance in there. There's just a bit of everything. In fact, I could only describe this as a pure Lacuna Curl track. I'm not even sure if any other band could get away putting a song like this in amongst a load of songs that are much, much heavier, such as we hear on Karma Code. But they seem to get away with it. Uh, and what makes it even more inspiring to me is that not only did they get away with it, they actually celebrated it. You know, it wasn't just a, a quirky song that sat on the album. They did an acoustic version. They played it live. They did a video for it. They threw it out there and said, you know, this is us. We do a bit of everything. And and you're going to like this and people did and people loved it and i, I mean i i thought it was just a great fun 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 song um in terms of the details of it i think the the guitars are really really good i think the the music really hangs together it's a real good mix of of vibes very positive very positive sounding track uh the radio edit which i listened to earlier on today actually starts and comes across a bit pacier because it launches straight into the guitar section but the backing vocals i don't know if you've heard it recently but the backing vocals are really weird when christina's singing it sounds like there's robots talking behind her it's really weird i'm not quite sure if that was supposed to have done on purpose um and of course the acoustic version which i just think is brilliant this for me is one of the best uh, acoustic versions of any song that lacuna call have done it's just it's just so pleasurable to listen to and everything about it just feels just so upbeat and cool. Um, in terms of what the lyrics about, I think they're pretty simple, really. In my mind, it's uh, about someone literally wanting to get closer to someone else, taking them on a journey, uh, jumping in feet first and saying, 
Now let's take this to another place. Um, possibly they're trying to convince themselves as well. You know, am I, am I prepared to jump? Are we going to land in land in the right direction? Or are we going to come together and you know, make this a better thing? Uh, but it's um, it's it's simple. It's bouncy. It's incredibly addictive, and uh, it's a it's a real fun song that I I've got a lot of time for. Um, one final thing though, when I first heard it, I was a bit kind of stunned by it actually. I thought, well, this is really crazy. What is this song? And it, I probably thought it was a bit average, but then everything just kind of blew up around it, and I got sucked into it, and I realised just what a cool number it is. So yeah, I've, I've since become a really big fan of Closer one of my favorite songs and i really wish they play it more often so yeah what, what do you think russ wise words there very wise words i think you you've summed it up perfectly um it's one of those songs that you know the very first time you hear it it, it definitely stands out it's it's almost confusing it's bizarre but it's one of those songs that you know it firmly grows on you over time and you know the more you hear it you know, the better it gets. I mean, now you find yourself, what was originally a song, we all sort of heard it and thought, what the hell is this? And now we're thinking, well, put it in the set, put it in the set, we want to hear it. And the great thing about it is, is it does show another another side of the diversity to Lacuna Coil. And, and dare I say it, you mentioned sort of the, the danciness to it, there's even a hint of a disco beat in this song. Oh, yeah, you know, this, it's this, all in there. This, you know, this is a this is a band that you know to use the the stereotypical term people would say was was goth rock goth metal when they started out and here they are with a disco song you know and it's a great song and how many bands can you say sort of you know have that ability and have that diversity and as you mentioned I love the opening with the keyboards and the textures it's just you know how how the song is laid is perfect you've got that groovy bass which really contrasts with sort of the the down-tuned guitars, um, and I just love the overall mix of the song, how sort of the snare and the bass go together. And the more you listen to it, the more, as you say, you pick up on subtle nuances in the song. You mentioned sort of some some backing vocals in there sounding almost robotic. And I've listened to this song now since, what is it, 06, 07? And, you know, I noticed today there's sort of a very low buried in the mix there's sort of like a second lead harmony guitar there is yes which, you know yeah. I'll, I'll be honest I'd, I'd never really sort of paid too much attention to before so it, it goes to show you you know again going on to the depth you know if, if you seek you shall find um and i think my favorite lyric from the, the song is probably no hell to discover i've got it all inside myself which again it's sort of it's quite dark it's quite contrasting and it just gives a, a juxtaposition to use a, a big overly enthusiastic word to the, the type of, of music so again it's 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 a deeper song than you you originally envision it to be yeah. it's it's a great song and it, it needs to be played more live agreed what about you cynthia what do you think of it wow well i'm glad you guys both went before me because everything is essentially what i was going to say and um actually russ took my what i thought was gonna be my one different point was you know the lyrics that he pointed out i mean i think Lyrically, I, I tend to go more for lyrics in songs in general. And so this was the one where the lyrics kind of contrasted against the music. And I, like both you and Russ uh, pointed out, it's it's a lot darker than it sounds. And um, it, I mean, obviously, I mean, I, I was able to have a lot of fun with this song, you know, and, and that kind of, you know, made it one of my, the top songs. Cause it's, you know, I always try to, to look for, you know, different things with different songs. And, and this was the one that I remember first hearing it. I was in the crowd of what exactly am I, am I listening to right now? 
And um, it wasn't until I saw it live that it just kind of clicked. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, you, you see the the differences and how they kind of perform it. And, and it kind of makes things a little more clear. And um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, it's a very different song than what anything that they had done at that point. But it also kind of showed that they were comfortable, you know, kind of doing whatever they wanted to. They weren't really, you know, fixed on one sound, like, okay, this sound works for us, we're going to stick with it. And I've always liked that about them, is that they, you know, for whatever you're feeling, there's a song that you can find that will kind of be the soundtrack for that feeling, you know, whether it's actually one song or a full album. So this kind of puts it all together where you can just find something in the song. I think you've you touched on a really good point there and um, I was going to mention it, but you kind of, you beat me to it. I think one of the, the things that I realized when I've heard this song and been subsequently Lacuna Core celebrated this song in, in its difference is that they were totally comfortable with their position as musicians. And I think we all know them individually and personally to know that they're not pretentious people. And I think this song, in some respects, kind of proves that they, they're they not pretentious about their music. They will just music make music that they want to make, that they like to make. And they're not trying to do it for anybody else other than themselves. So if they want to throw in a dance song or a pop song, they will, you know, and they will absolutely have fun with it they'll bring it on stage and they'll go do you know what this is us this is who we are this is the music we make and if you like it great come with us on this journey that we're on if you don't well i'm sorry but there's someone else's music you can listen to and that's just that's such a powerful message to me and that's, i think it's another reason why i respect them so much as musicians and it's songs like closer and you know arguably uh i like it on shallow life that sends out the same message to me you know we're having fun with this we're not just going to stand up in black and and sing songs about you know death and darkness we're going to have a lot of fun in doing what we do and we're going to be quite self-deprecating on occasion and that's okay it's okay for everybody to do that yeah and that's i think that's another reason why i love closer to that a little bit more well yeah and you figure you know when they were i don't know exactly when they recorded this but this was a really exciting time for them as a band because they had done the Ozfest they had done like they they've got a new kind of momentum going you know and so it kind of reflects that you know that they were able to just kind of explore whatever they wanted to do musically that's true but I, again you could argue that they could have just created music that they thought people wanted to hear but they didn't they just said this is our music this is for us not for you and they're quite un unapologetic for that. And I and I think that's a really good message because people should be creating music for themselves. And they, as you say, they were kind of pretty much at the height of their popularity at that point in time. And, Sh and Shallow Life was a massive album for them. It had to be a successful album. It had to be a good album. Uh, and it was, it was both of those things. But it was something that they put together for themselves and closer reflects that. And uh, yeah, it gets a big thumbs up from me for that reason. In terms of... Uh, in terms of numbers then so i as you probably guessed i got a real soft spot for this song and i'm kind of in about a bit of an 8.5 9 out of 10 song i don't think it's the best song but for me it means so much that i can forgive it the little bits of it that maybe aren't maybe as good as other songs but because i love the rest of it so much i love the message i love the upbeat feeling i've that sense that this is a lacuna core song it sounds like, sounds like nothing else and yet i can still enjoy it so i'm actually going to give this a nine out of ten i've got a lot of time for closer what about you russ 
Me, I think um, just to reiterate a, a valid point you made is the the acoustic version, which obviously gives a totally different slot on the song, um, and it's great. And we sort of mentioned it on on Comalizer, I think it was on Unspoken, how it's just a totally different version. It just sort of gives you a, a totally different feel. Mm. Uh, but in terms of the, the Karma Code version itself, it's a solid 8 out of 10 for me. Okay. What about you, Cynthia? What are you going to give this out of 10? Um, I'll go straight down the middle. I, I'd say 8.5. And for me, it's just because of the ability for it to make me kind of um, really think about the music, if that makes any sense. You know, for it, the, the, the way that it kind of made me kind of question not in, I, not in a negative way, but just to kind of question what they were doing, you know, and, and maybe that's the wrong word, but just to kind of, it piqued my interest, basically, you know, so, because after, you know, the, the where it is on the track listing, it just kind of wakes you up like, oh, hey, what is this, you know? I, I think it was bold. I absolutely think it was a bold and thing to do. I think you're right when you say it challenges you, you know, you do question where they're going with that. And uh, I, I think it's a really good song. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, one of those tracks that did make you stop and think and go, well, that's a bit different. No one could say that Karma Code all sounds the same, put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. Well, that's a pretty good, another good score for Closer. You know, these numbers are coming out really high for Karma Code, guys and girls. It's going to be interesting to see what um, what number we come up, come up with at the end. So there we go, Closer. I think that brings us to a close today on the Empty Spark podcast, you know. Um, it's been a bit of a funny one. I'm quite excited this week. I think it might be that album that's coming out. So I'm all a bit kind of... Yeah, apparently so. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm rushing off to Burger King tomorrow to pick up all my crowns. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wear them. I'm going to wear them. It's, you can't stop me. No, I'm, I'm really... I should pick some up for the shows that, I, that oh, I'm getting ready to go, go to. Go on, do it. Go on. Yeah, I definitely riches. have to... Come on, yeah, come on. You've got to do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Oh, oh done. done. Right, there we go. There we go. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm generally going to go out tomorrow to Burger King and I am going to get some crowns and I and I will take a picture because I, I do feel like I need to wear these things on celebration of Broken Crown Halo coming out. Anyway. Something's rising. <laughs> oh, I just remembered, actually, in in additional news on the the subject of the excitement of the album, there's a teaser trailer out for the uh, oh. Deluxe Edition DVD. That's right. Has anyone so seen that yet? Yeah, do you know, I saw it posted today and I haven't actually looked yes. at it yet. I'll have to have a look at that. Is it any good? I don't know. I've refused to watch it because I just want to watch the full thing. <laughs> I just saw the little the clip that they put on the first teaser. I haven't seen the exclusive DVD mm. uh, teaser yet. Mm. The scenes, the making of. Oh, well, we're going to have to watch that over the next week and then give everybody our thoughts next week, I suspect. In episode 60. Anyway, so I've got some thanks for today. I want to thank Andrea for the interview. And most importantly, of course, I want to thank Cynthia for joining us today. Thank you so much for taking time to speak to us in the hot, dry Arizona. Must be so hard on you. Uh, oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure having you with us today. I hope you've enjoyed being with us on this podcast today. 
and I really hope that you'll come back and join us again soon. Yeah, thank you for having me. I mean, it's it's been nice, uh, actually, because I might actually sometimes talk to myself when I listen to your podcast, just to like pretend that I'm part of it. And uh, it's, it's been really fun, actually, you know, uh, giving insight and, and hearing it before it airs. That's it's It's been really good to hear you guys' voices again. It's been an absolute blast today. Thank you so much. Awesome. Well, thank you again. It's been my pleasure. Anyway, so yes, it's closing time. Well, you probably heard this all already, but if you want to get in contact with us at the Empty Spiral Podcast, you can do so via the, the exciting new, slightly different colour Empty Spiral website, which is www.emptyspiral.net. There's a big banner at the front, which says podcast on it, and you can click on that and you can listen to all the podcasts. Of course, you can also subscribe to the podcast via the Stitcher Radio Network and via iTunes, so you can have it automatically download to your mobile device or your computer. Uh, you can also contact us uh, via email, which is podcast at emptyspiral.net if you want to join us on the podcast or if you've got any random questions or anything else for that matter. And of course, you can connect with us via our social media sites, which is facebook.com forward slash emptyspiral.net. We're over at Twitter, which is at emptyspiralnet. And of course, we're now on Tumblr, which is emptyspiralnet.tumblr.com. So you've got no excuses. If you want to say hi, if you want to send us anything, any questions or just come along and uh, be part of the show then uh, get in contact with us thank you very much for joining this week and I look forward to catching up with you soon may your copy of broken crown halo arrive early and undamaged and may you enjoy it and we look forward to speaking to you again next week take care everybody bye Cheers, guys.